Major support for Out to Lunch on WWNO provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with more than 375 attorneys and offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base, joneswalker.com, and from Iberia Bank, offering comprehensive banking services designed to meet the needs of consumer, small business, and commercial clients, serving Louisiana clients for 100 128 years and now serving a regional base with a commitment to developing people and investing in its communities. IberiaBank.com. Additional support comes from Luba Workers Comp and 30 North Investments. From Commander's Palace Restaurant in the Garden District in New Orleans, we're out to lunch with Peter Raschuti. Peter Raschuti is Tulane University's A.B. Freeman School of Business professor and economist. It's business, New Orleans style. Hi, I'm Peter Raschuti. Welcome to Out to Lunch. In the animal kingdom, most animals run. Whether they're running away from danger or running to someplace better, they have a good reason to run. As far as I know, man is the only animal that runs in circles. The most obvious example is track and field. Athletes train for years to be able to run around a circle faster than the next guy. A more complex version of running in circles involves hitting a ball and running around the bases in a game we call baseball. An even more elaborate version of running in circles involves strapping yourself into a high-performance race car and racing around a track at speeds unimaginable to other species. In New Orleans, you can go watch professional baseball players at Zephyr Field, and you can drive a race car around a track at Extreme Experience NOLA. My guests at Out to Lunch today are the hands-on folks who run these enterprises. Uh, Donna Light started out as an intern with the New Orleans Zephyrs. Within a year, Donna had become the team's director of finance and administration, and today she's the Zephyrs' assistant general manager. Donna, welcome to Out to Lunch. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. And Marco Lalde is the director of operations for Extreme Experience NOLA, part of the nationwide chain of Extreme Experiences, Extreme Experience NOLA is out at the NOLA Motorsports Track in Avondale. Uh, Mark, welcome out to lunch. Thanks for having me. Now, Donna, the business arrangements at the Zephyrs are a little head-spinning. Uh, since 1993, the New Orleans team has been the farm team for the Houston Astros, the New York Mets, the Washington Nationals, and, and now the Florida Marlins. At the end of 2015, a new ownership group took over the team. So can you get us up to speed? Who actually owns the team and how does that relationship work with the major league team? Absolutely. I'll give you the background. So there are a lot of hands in the pot with the Zephyrs. For starters, Jefferson Parish owns the property that we occupy. Okay. They have a land use agreement with the state of Louisiana who developed and owns the stadium. In turn, the LSED, which is Louisiana Stadium and Exposition District, run by SMG, has a lease with us to grant us use of the facility. So it's very much like a landlord-tenant wow. type agreement. And the players themselves are owned by... The Miami Marlins. So um, lots of hands in the pot. Yeah. So our ownership group, what I like to say they own, is the franchise and the administrative office, those sorts of components. And so a gentleman by the name of Lou Schweckheimer out of Pawtucket, Rhode Island, was the 37-year general manager for the Pawtucket Red Sox and really turned that club around. I mean, remarkable. They led the league in attendance. I mean, they are, I don't know. 20 minutes from Foxborough, right. so they are competing against, you know, big league players, and they're drawing 600,000 people annually, so that speaks volumes. So now he comes, and he now, I, I believe, owns 
portions of a number of teams. Is that right? So he bought 50% of the Zephyrs and has controlling interests. That's the most important part. He also owns the Port Charlotte Stone Crabs in Florida. And then the most exciting thing is that he has the exclusive territorial rights to baseball development in Cuba. And so now that, yes, that's exciting. So now that uh, relations are certainly starting to open and things are less strained, you're seeing a lot of Cuban players having a lot of opportunity that they previously didn't have. Um, If they were going to, you know, try to get into the big leagues, they would have to defect from their home country. And as you know, that's quite an ordeal. And so... One of the things that's been really great, um, Lou has been instrumental in helping to open up that relationship. One of the things that was really great that he did recently was he bring... And the Pope were both in favor of that, I remember. They were there at the exact same time. He got the pleasure of being there <laughs> really? during the Pope's visit. Yes, during the papal visit. And uh, one of our other investors previously worked for Madison House Presents and moved on to AEG, which is one of our investors, Don Sullivan. And so... He has tons of connections with music and rock stars, and they brought an entirely free concert to Cuba with the Rolling Stones. How about that? Wow. Now, Mark, extreme experience operating at NOLA Motorsports track year-round is a great development because in other cities, you can go to a racetrack on special days and drive a race car, but I believe this is the first permanent full-time location in the country. You can get in a Ferrari or a Lamborghini and go as fast as you want with no restriction. Uh, this could become a major attraction for you know both locals and tourists. Are you driving around the track by yourself, or are you racing other drivers? I've never been over there yet. So we we avoid the uh, the race word. Uh, oh, okay, all right, okay. We, and the reason we say that is we we found that without <laughs> safety as the first thing, you're not going to have a good time. Uh, there have been a lot of kind of competitor type supercar experiential companies around the country, and. They tried to push things um, in a not safe manner, or they tried to uh, to kind of rein things in in a not fun manner, meaning okay. governors on cars, extra safety brakes, you know, kill switches, those types of things. We found a happy medium of, you know, you're going to go as fast as you can possibly go in this car, but you're going to do it safely. And if you don't have both those components there, you know, you're going to leave the track not having a good time. Well, so, Mark, w- when I go over there, do I sign a... A waiver, or do you? I buy insurance, so what do I do? Yeah, you're you're going to buy an insurance package through us, through our insurance company, and you will sign a, a waiver, just kind of your run of the mill liability waiver. And you know, people come up and, and they're asking what they're signing, they're, they're reading you know, all these documents, and they start getting nervous. But you know, we, we try to calm them down. We don't have incidents; aren't something we have. Yeah, we we have built the program in such a way that you're you're going to get on the track and have a great time, but. You're going to drive the car off the track without a single scratch. Tell me about what you've got. You have, there's another program, right, where you can bring your own car and mm-hmm. drive it. And then there's some go-karts. Is- and that, that, that's the wonderful uh, thing with being partnered with NOLA Motorsports Park. So we are, uh, by definition, a different company. But in my location in New Orleans, we work so closely. I mean, my office is on, you know, at the park, so I, we have to, um, that you can make a whole day of it. It's kind of got that amusement park feel. You know, come do go-karts, come track your own car, uh, you know, on the track on certain days, drive with us on other days. So there's there's a million and one things to do at the park, and we're trying to be, you know, just one of the one of the many things to do there. Well, let me ask you, how do you get um, uh, locals, we, I think we'd know how to advertise to them, but how do you get tourists to know there's this great thing across the river? That is what's been keeping me up at night the past four <laughs> months. I mean, it's there's there's a million different streams of potential customers in the city uh do i want the bachelor party from you know coming from houston do i want the you know the the uh the 
international tourists coming from Japan, do I want the cruise ships? There's, there's so many different ways. And honestly, I don't have a perfect answer for that. We're working with concierges downtown. We have a couple partnerships oh, with, um, with hotel collectives downtown. So if you go to a number of places, you know, and you say, hey, what should I do? Somebody may, for some reason, say, why don't you try Extreme Experience? Um, but then you have to work with how do you get, how do you make that tourist a customer? How do you get them to buy? How do you get them across the river? Right, there's you know, all of these different uh, factors. And, you know, that's just kind of my main project is how do I link all these things to, to turn tourists from wherever they're from into customers in Africa. And you do a great community service. You get those people off of I-10, which is really <laughs> great. They, uh, it's, uh, now, Donna, I got to ask you, a lot of people don't understand how baseball works, but uh, on the minor league level, but, you know, basketball and football, you go to college and then you go into the, the pros. Baseball is a much more expensive, uh, complicated method. I mean, even a great college kid will go to the minors for a couple of years. Uh, That's correct. It's quite a lengthy process. You can start in rookie ball, which is single A, and you're going to some of the guys, it's it's crazy. You know, they're on the field for six months out of the year, and then they're either flying to another country to go play like in the Mexican League or um they're bagging groceries at their hometown grocery. Single A ball is very, very difficult. That's what I was going to say. These are not, they might have had a big signing bonus, but they don't make Correct. Very much. That's correct. Until they're on the 40 man roster, they likely are not making a significant amount of money. Um, or once they reach the AAA level, which is one step right below. And I've got to ask you about your own role. I mean, I, I know your title and such, but in a small operation like that, you probably do a lot of things. Have you ever. Have you ever been Boudreaux? I have, actually. Really? They, uh... <laughs> yes, I have when I was an intern. And so... people who don't know, Boudreaux is the, the mascot. and He's a, a giant nutria rat. That's correct. <laughs> Not a beaver, but a nutria. In minor league baseball, you wear so many hats. An ordinary day for me would be anything from helping with our parking overflow situation to meetings such as this, going to a state meeting with the um, LSED. It, it's a variety of things. You never know what my hands are going to be in. But one thing that's really important to me is ensuring that our interns are learning how to be effective future managers. Because and that's um, how you started. That's how that's your boss right. started. That's right. This to be sports administrators. Story. That's right. And so I always tell them, I'll never do, ask you to do anything I wouldn't do myself. Which doesn't so, leave much for the yeah. off the table, does it? That's right. So when they're out getting their hands dirty, I am right beside them. Yesterday, we had a torrential downpour at the stadium, and there I was helping pull the tarp, and I've got bruises <laughs> down my legs to prove it. i got to ask you, Tommy, the, uh, in, in your role over there, is part of it, uh, do you develop the marketing? Like, minor league baseball is just famous for no-holes-barred promotions. That's correct. So... Funny enough, we were kind of known across minor league baseball for a while for our pension for uh, little people. And this is absolutely true. In case you don't know, we have brought out mini Britney Spears, mini Michael Jackson, mini Kiss. And we've are also these, brought out... I, I have to, are these little kids or are these small These adults? are small adults. Okay. All right. All right. And um, in no way am I attempting to be uh, less than politically correct here, but okay. we did bring out, specifically they branded themselves as Midget Wrestling, which was quite interesting. Okay. Um, yes, so we have wacky promotions all across the board, and what we do is, I know, it's crazy, right? We all put our heads together and we say, what can we do this year that is going to make people go, huh? <laughs> Including our rebranding effort right now. I will tell you this, I know the top six finalists, and they are guaranteed oh, to make people go. Let's talk about this. What You're are you changing thinking? your name, right? That's correct. Name, logo, colors, everything. How, how do you enter an idea? 
So we put it out on social media for individuals to submit ideas that they had. And uh, we drafted a master list out of these thousands and thousands of ideas, removing duplicates. And we hired a company named Brandios out of California. And so then they took this list and they did a, sort of a brainstorming session with community leaders to, to sort of see what they thought really invoked the spirit and the culture of New Orleans. So then after that, they removed everything they considered to be stereotypical. And I will tell you this, the top six are going to make people go, what? What the hell were these guys thinking? Really? I entered the marsh. Did that make the top six? It did not. Okay, I'm sorry. They, uh, they, okay, now it's the time we do the checklist. This is a part of the show where we take a little break and ask you a quick question you probably wouldn't find on a loan application. And Mark, I'm going to start with you. Uh, I like what you're doing over there. I'm going to ask you this. Is there anything in the global economy or the big picture politically that touches your business? Yeah, you know, it's it's funny when it gets to be supercars, you have trends and cars that aren't named Ferrari or Lamborghini. And what I mean by that right. is cars that you don't see every day. You get a an annual turnover of what's popular. And so random factors will play into what's popular that year. The Audi R8, which is uh, essentially the Gallardo, uh, Lamborghini Gallardo, it, uh, it was vastly popular about three years ago. And we were like, why? It's an Audi. I mean, it's, it's fast, yeah. but people don't know that. They see an Audi. Well, Iron Man came out. And Tony Stark drove an R8. Oh. And it was, wow, this badass, you know, <laughs> driving an R8. And it was super popular. And, you know, people didn't want to say it. But they said, hey, I was just at the movies. What's that car, you know? And uh, and so now the, uh, I believe the NSX is, is becoming a little more popular with some with some, some uh, cinematic exposure. And it, it's funny, the what I have every year it depends in large part about completely uncontrollable and just out there uh, factors of, you know, why is something popular? Now, Donna... Um have you heard feedback about your management style that has led you to make an adjustment? Oh, yes, yes, yes. You get all these interns under you, right? And Yes. Uh, well, the reason that I personally started supervising the interns was because some of some feedback that I had received had kind of personally affected me. Ever since I was a little kid, my dad would always say, it's not what you say, it's the way you say it. And I apparently have a very condescending tone, and I don't mean to. <laughs> On top of that... <laughs> Cookie and Matt, Matt is at our home office up in Rhode Island. They have lovingly nicknamed me RBF, which is a resting bee face, apparently, I, I have. So I've got a sharp tone and apparently a face that sends people running for the hills. Wow. So if that wasn't enough to tell me to tone it down a smidge, uh, one thing that um, I really do now before I sit there and type an angry email I will let it sit in my inbox, uh, my outbox until the next day where I can reread it oh, once I'm in a clearer a good, state of mind. And I um, best tip we've ever had on the yeah, show. Yeah, it's really good. So so I know I'm kind of going at it from from a little bit of a calmer approach. I like that. The and Donna, Mark, let's do a round of one quick question. These are questions that have come in from listeners over the past week. And I'm going to ask you one each. Um, Mark, I'll start with you. Here's a question for you from Terry Royal. And Terry says, are there mechanics in New Orleans who have the skills to maintain race cars? Yes. For all of our kind of mechanical technical work on Lamborghinis and Ferraris, Jim Lindsay and Kenner, the only guy in the city who really does that much work on, on that high end of cars, uh, you know, there's, there's really not that many of this caliber of cars being driven by just 
normal, you know, normal everyday people in, in the city for obvious reasons. You know, it's a giant pothole. So, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, there, there are some um, and we, we kind of have partnerships set up with them. There's just uh, not that much demand outside of the racetrack. Wow. Now, Donna, uh, this question came in for you from Nathan Roberts, who asks, have you considered having a music festival at Zephyr Field like the old Zephyr Fest? So funny you should ask that, Nathan. Uh, we just recently met with some music promoters, I believe Thursday of last week, and we are absolutely looking at bringing that back. We are looking at some wonderful options to partner with the parish. I will tell you that Parish President Yenny's office has been phenomenal to work with, and we are sort of starting this campaign to cross-pollinate all of the uh, different parish entities and really help to promote and push each other. And so, yes, we're looking at bringing that back in addition to five concerts per year. We're even entertaining the idea of maybe a weekend-long festival. So very, very exciting. You know what I've got to ask you? When you go to a Zephyrs game, I always think of this. Is, Is your goal over there to make a profit or is it to train these guys or is it some combination? Hmm. Obviously, our end goal is to always make a profit. Nobody likes to, you know, be in the negative. There's nothing worse than having to call our ownership and go, hey, folks, by the way, I need enough of a loan that can pay off someone's mortgage. But, but boy, is Bobby throwing well. Correct. (laughs) Um, But at the end of the day, our business is to help cultivate and grow the professional athletes to take them to the next level, to to make it to the 40-man roster, to be in the big leagues. And uh, you mentioned about making it to that next level. Are there always a lot of, like, scouts uh, marlin scouts watching these guys there are there are a variety of scouts at every single game and uh last year the marlins i believe led the league in the most player transactions and so what that means is calling players up and down uh-huh. from the big leagues and from single a double a all of those things which is not fun for me because uh being in charge of the pdc which is like a giant master bill what where is, pdc I, is uh, P- pdc is the player development contract but uh-huh. what it is is i sort of go and reconcile all of these expenses that we um front for the players as they're being moved. And then I send this nice, giant, long bill over to the Marlins. So it's not fun for me when they make all of these changes, but it's a necessary thing, very much so, to continue to keep the ball rolling. Now, Mark, you've got me so curious now. How much does it cost for for all this? And I brought my... I, I know the thrill of bringing a Volkswagen Passat and letting it go is... Uh, but, I mean, what would it cost me to do that? Yeah, let, let's... I was hoping the question would go that way because I'd rather not talk about my own expenses. Um, <laughs> you know, we have... Uh, we have two different tracks we run we kind of have a a more beginner technical track that's an autocross style it starts at under 100 bucks um and then to get on the big racetrack professional racetrack you know where that's where indycar ran last year um it starts at 269 dollars plus insurance so we try to make it something that you know can be a bucket list item can be a i'm gonna do this for a birthday item can be you know i'll do this every couple months with my buddies type item uh, it's something that, yes, it's a little more expensive than your average, you know, swamp tour, haunted tour, things like that. But at the same time, when else are you going to drive a Lamborghini? When else are you going to, you know, go 150 miles in a Ferrari? So we, we, we're, we're reaching that, that kind of happy medium of, um, you know, of I can afford new shoes for these cars. But we're going to make this uh, we're going to make this something where it's not going to break the bank for you to do a once in a lifetime uh, type experience. And then when you when you do go in there, how long is your experience itself? Do you go for like five minutes or something? Yeah, you're, it's about an hour long experience overall. Uh, we try to really emphasize teaching, and so I have a staff of professional race car drivers that instruct. And you'll you'll go through a, a classroom session first. You know, so when I say uh, you know to to drive the race line, do X, Y, and Z, you know what a race line is. You know how these cars operate, and then you're going to go and 
track uh, and you're gonna track four laps. So a training lap, um, you know, this uh, Nolan Motorsports Park has a 0.6 mile straightaway, which is just, it's, it's obscene and ludicrous. So at the end of that, do you turn right or left? You're gonna wanna know that. And then you roll right into three hot laps. So uh, that comes out to about 10 minutes of track time uh, to, you know, push these cars around. New Orleans is a challenging environment for businesses that are influenced by our own unpredictable variables. I mean, from the price of oil to weather. Donna, the Zephyrs seem to have figured out a way around those ups and downs and are looking back at 16 successful years here. Their new ownership structure looks like it's set to take them into a very bright future. Um, Mark Nola Motorsports Track has tried various business models, but your arrival with extreme experience is a real game changer for the track and a very exciting addition to New Orleans. Uh, thanks so much, both of you, for taking the time to be here today. Thank you so of course, much. Thanks for having us. My guests on Out to Lunch today have been Donna Light, uh, Assistant General Manager of the New Orleans Zephyrs, and Mark Olalde. He's the Director of Operations for Extreme Experience NOLA. You can find out more about Donna's baseball and Mark's race cars by following the links on our websites. It's neworleans.com and wwno.org. Our show is recorded live over lunch at Commander's Palace in New Orleans. Commander's Palace serves lunch Monday through Friday, jazz brunch on Saturday and Sunday with live music and dinner seven nights a week. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Today's show is engineered by Chris Keogh. Our researcher is Matthew Ellefson. Mitch Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. Mitch's music, including his latest record, Puzzle, is at MitchellForeman.com. You can get the show as a podcast, you can listen to past shows, and you can keep up with us on all kinds of social media by going to our websites, www.wno.org and itsneworleans.com. If you want to know what we look like, and I know you do, you can find photos from this show on our website and Facebook page. The photos were taken today by Allison Moon. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com and WWNO 89.9 FM. I'm Peter Raschuti. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the table here at Commander's Palace for more business New Orleans style on Out to Lunch. Major support for Out to Lunch on WWNO provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with more than 375 attorneys and offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base, joneswalker.com, and from Iberia Bank, offering comprehensive banking services designed to meet the needs of consumer, small business, and commercial clients, serving Louisiana clients for 128 years and now serving a regional base with a commitment to developing people and investing in its communities, iberiabank.com. Additional support comes from Luba Workers' Comp and 30 North Investments.